All right, Leftovers at Midnight. I don't know the episode number, but we're going to have a good time anyway. How's everyone doing? Uh, doing All great. Right. I think we're on episode 15. I think 16, 16. maybe. I think we're on 16. One of those. Last week was my, my first episode was 14. So okay. we're in the this is episode three for me. Ooh, yes. If this okay. is episode 16, this is cool. episode three for you. Technically four since you've been on before, but you weren't a host. Well, this, yeah. this is episode three for me as a host because yeah. the first one Revenge doesn't count. I gave you guys so much wrong information. Alex asked me about when we played with Bad Omens, and I totally said that that show got canceled, and it didn't. I just deleted it from my memory because it was the worst show we've ever played. Like, oh, that man. was just a nightmare. Dude. They came on my spot earlier, and I was like, no, not Oof. happening. Sorry yeah, yeah. Uh, I I do not care what kind of backlash this gets me. Uh, if somebody sees this who gives a fuck about whether or not they should support Bad Omens, tell them. Fucking, ne- I will never buy a ticket to one of their shows. I will never sell another ticket to one of their shows. Those dudes had not one but two meet and greets before the set. Okay, so we show up at five thirty to like, you know, drop off all of our ticket sale money and return all the tickets that we didn't sell. And mm-hmm. we're like waiting to sound check. We're supposed to go on at seven sharp. Our sound check supposed to start at six 30 and we couldn't go inside to sound check. They wouldn't let anybody in the building that wasn't there with a fucking meet and greet pass. So they had the first meet and greet for like uber bad omens fans who I don't even know if any of those exist because I don't know anybody who loves them that much. Right. So they, they have the first meet and greet and they're like playing PS4 with their fans. And then they had the official meet and greet where everybody came in and took pictures with them. And that lasted until six 50. So we got up there We didn't have any room to put any of our shit because they backlined their entire rig, including the drum set on this tiny stage. It's like a 10 by 10 stage. So there was just enough room for all the equipment that a band would require and they backlined their drum set. So we had on the stage, John on the drums, uh, Brian and Josh on vocals, and then me, Austin and Nick, uh, both guitars and bass had to stand on the ground with our amps behind us on the stage because there wasn't room for us to stand. I remember that. That's shitty. Just, yeah, Robbie was there. It was a fucking fuck garbage. I will, I'll never play for Bad Omens again <laughs> and I'll never play Pegasus Lounge again. Fucking, I'll call it out. Sorry, but... Sorry, not never sorry. Never again. That's such like an ego, egotistical move too. I know, and we were playing with uh, with with Bad Omens and um, and uh, O Sleeper, and O Sleeper were those guys were cool as crap. Like mm-hmm. they were they were super chill, but Bad Omens had like their entire digital backline set up and all the lights that they brought with them and their own PA and all this crap. So they literally left us like maybe a quarter of the stage to work with, and we weren't the opening, we were the only opening band. Like there were other bands that were supposed to play after us that had to deal with the same crap. Like, I mean, I, I try, I try pretty hard not to be like an entitled local musician because I don't think my band is any bigger than it actually is. But like, why would you have a show where the people that you are paying money to perform cannot set up their equipment to perform properly? 
I just don't get it, dude. It's I shit. don't get it. It's it's all it's all ego driven at that point because yeah, I mean it was it, it wasn't. I mean it it, it falls on uh, really both the venue and the band and and whatever management they have. Sorry, bad omens, but you're not. That's sorry. some that's some weak <laughs> shit. That is some Kick weak rocks. shit. No one like you guys had maybe like 50 people out at that show with your name on it. And they were all people that the local band sold Alex. tickets to. So you picked it up. Yeah. I I'm firing it. way too many shots right now. Well, I'll help no, you dude, out with that. I'll, I'll fucking reload for you. Uh, the, the chick that was the bartender was a complete cunt. So, oh yeah, I yeah. heard that. I didn't even get anything from the bar. I was over it. By the time our set yeah. was done, I was so mad. I get, I got, I rage really hard when we don't play really well, like harder than I should because we always sound better than I think we do. But like, I get really down on myself if we don't sound good to me or if something happens during the set and it was like, you know, perceivably on my end, my fault, I get real down on it. And it's a toxic thing that I'm trying to work on. <laughs> right. Like I, I remember that set and uh, a lot of it just, it wasn't even you guys. I think one of the mics went out and like stuff got on play just because of the way out, you were set up. Um, because of the fact that they had their backline set up that way outlets to use so i had to plug all my shit in directly in the center of the stage on one of the floor outlets so one of our vocalists kicked out the plug for my amp twice during the middle of the set so i just like lost signal, and i was like what's going on i look over and josh is just like stomping around on my cables and i'm like what the fuck but he had like a three square foot block to move in so i couldn't really be that upset about it it was just it was garbage it was lame and i don't ever want to have to do that again how are you supposed (laughs) to bring energy with no stage yeah like if somebody had had like if somebody moshed at that show they would have just hit their head on guitars like (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we're on a podcast and not not the (laughs) bitch and complain about local music I will say every show I've been to of yours is pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. I mean, the only time it's not is when it's the venue's fault. Like that one show. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of, well, you saw us at, you saw us at transitions. Been to like six of them, I think. And you saw, you went to our first show, didn't you? Out at, uh, no, that was before I got hired. That was like one of our best sets ever. That's what I've heard. Um, but I know you from. saw us. Um, I know you saw us a couple of times at the noise box, and we sound yep. pretty good at the noise. Noise box, box uh, but, transitions um, twice. Noise box twice. Once in um, Fort Ritchie, I think. Oh, that's right. You came out to Rebel Base. Yeah, that, and there was another yeah. one. Um, God, was it? Oh, I don't remember the name. Shout of the out fu- to Rebel Base. I, I don't think the they're the doing bar. shows right now. They're a church, but shout out to Red Bull Blaze. That was a fun show. There was another one I went to. I don't know. Um, you didn't come. Did you ever come out to the one at Hudson at what we live for? Did you come out for the Made from Stars show? Maybe that was it, I think. Yeah, Made from know. Stars did their did their album release show there, and we played that set. That was cool. There was a lot of people at that show, especially for that tiny-ass building. Yeah. So That um, sounds... Eric, Alex, speak. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, like, I unfortunately wasn't able to go as, like, I wasn't able to go to as many shows as probably Robbie did. But I always had a kick-ass time because I'm like, hey, good music. Cool. This is a yeah. good band. 
and it was, they're my I mean, friends. It's, it's so. always fun. It's always yeah, fun. Yeah, like, yeah. As much as I want to bitch and complain about it, I miss it desperately. You know, it's it's been officially like as of this month, it's been a full year since we played a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because our last show that we had booked that ended up getting canceled was like first week of April last year, right when everything shut the fuck down. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, that's a that's a whole other thing in itself. But yeah, yeah I mean, even even with the, the shows that I've been to, I don't think I've ever really had a problem. So just going to experience other bands was just like, OK, cool. So it's yeah. always, you know, I'm always, like I said, I'm always super critical and I get super down on myself over it. And it's usually not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely need to come out. I haven't been to any of your shows, unfortunately. Well, hopefully there will be more. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Once we're going this in, craziness is over. We wanted to track some guitars on new shit this weekend. And we're having our new vocalist Trenton, uh, come out and actually lay down vocals on, on the, either the next track we're releasing or the track we're releasing after the next track we're releasing. We got to figure out the schedule on how we want to get those out, but yeah. um, we're finally getting him in to do vocal tracking, which I am just, I'm so ready. I'm so ready yeah. to have new music out to be proud of because I was going to say, have you still says you will find safety out on all major platforms and that'll be two years old in September. Oh, Damn. already two years old. Damn. Oh, that yeah, that's a long fucking time ago. September 2019 is when we when we released uh, Calamities as a music video. That was a good record, you guys. Wow. I, I, I like loved that it. One. It was like just the right amount of heavy for me. Yeah, yeah I, I really I really enjoyed playing that record. I really enjoyed tracking that record. We had a ton of fun writing it. Um, I mean, I talked about all this the last time I was. Yeah, the last time I was on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just just having that extra little bit of influence as far as the writing style was concerned was was a huge deal uh, as we were working on that album. I'm glad that we released it when we did. I'm glad we waited to release it until we did because we ended up with like we have so much fucking music to use that we can't decide what to do, which is like a paralyzing problem. It's almost worse than not having music because there's so much to choose from and there's so many different ways you can kind of portray your sound that it just becomes like, well, we can't decide. So we're just going to not put anything out. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Well, um, uh, yeah. How was everybody's week last week and this week? Uh, it, <laughs> it, it's nothing but uphill for me. Yeah. I heard you had a really good week streaming this week. Yeah, you're killing it on Twitch, oh, Eric. It, it, do, I, do I get to brag? Can Absolutely. I, um, okay, cool. Yeah. I, so, so I mean, mo, go ahead. Don't say the, the numbers because if anybody from Twitch sees it, you're bye bye. Yep. And and that's and that's why I know to be careful about good. it. Good. Uh, yeah, I had a fucking phenomenal week this week with my Twitch streams. Um, without getting too specific with like the numbers or anything um so the way that twitch kind of calculates your payout like they they count it at the end of every month from the first to like the last day and then you get paid on the 15th of the next month so yeah it, it's super weird so it's like I, mean, a, I guess it's that's better than being paid like weekly where you could have one yeah. week where you have like a really garbage week and no one watches you and you get like a one dollar check <laughs> yep 
So, so to kind of put it simply, like the, the numbers that I've seen, my first, my first payout was about what I expected. Then the second month it doubled. And because of actually last night's stream alone, uh, I'm sure that anybody who like watches Twitch or whatever is like familiar with hype trains. Um, kind of how that works is like if somebody donates X amount or if enough people do donations like at the same time, it starts what they call a hype train. So like you can keep that timer going. It's like a race to the finish line. So like the more that people want to give, it just adds to it. Um, but that alone quadrupled what I've made. Wow. So That's awesome, bro. Yeah. yeah so um, like mentioned, I mentioned that you had, you had had a really kick-ass stream this week. So yeah, uh, it, it just, what, what's crazy to me is that even, even within the first month of streaming on Twitch, uh, for those that don't know, I streamed on Facebook for two years. And when I got to the point that I was like finally doing well, I realized it just kind of flatlined right there. And it was almost immediately that I picked up on it. Um, and I, I had to branch out. So I did my thing and I started streaming on Twitch in November of 2020. And in that time frame alone, the numbers just from like people being, being interactive and like everything that I've gotten from that from so far, um, had more than tripled from all the time that I had been on Facebook. So, I mean, I, I, to put it simply, I'm doing something right. And the, the stream that happened last night and the stream that happened on Monday were absolutely immaculate. Like it, it's been fucking phenomenal. This all started as basically just a bullshit pipe dream. And here I am with my logos on t-shirts. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun too. Yeah. I think, I think the the cool part, the cool part about like being in an industry like Twitch or in in entertainment in general is that, um, it's not like a retail business or, or, uh, you know, a, a reselling business where if you have a good week, that might mean that you're going to have a dry week the next week. You know, yep. like if you consistently provide quality entertainment, that's just going to continue to happen. It's, I mean, yep. you may not always have the same numbers, but from my right. experience and I have pretty limited experience, I don't watch a whole lot of Twitch streamers. Uh, there's one guy that I'm like, I watch every game that he plays and that's, that's usually my Twitch intake. And I usually watch it in, in the YouTube vods later because Mm -hmm. when he 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 streams all day long from 8 a.m to 6 p.m so like most of the time if i'm interested in watching a game he's playing i i am working and can't actually watch it live so yep um but i don't like i got to a point where i got i didn't really care what game he was playing Mm -hmm. i watch because i want to watch him play games which is such a weird exactly like the whole idea behind it being yes. not only socially acceptable, but encouraged to watch other people play video games to me is a super cool thing. Cause I am 100% right. a backseat gamer at heart. I am not good at video games by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I considered streaming on Twitch so that people could like make fun of how bad I am at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have and- played most of my life. The video games I've played on played on like easy or normal mode. And that is as far yep. as I go because I won't finish a game 
if the challenge becomes too great for me to be able to continue paying attention to it, you know? So right. um, being able to watch other people play video games and then know that no one thinks that's weird is fucking right. Right. And, and I think one of the, I think one of the most crucial things that I've noticed over the last few weeks is that the games that I've been streaming, I'm brand new to. So like currently, currently for the next couple of weeks, I'm doing a witch, uh, a witcher three run. And Damn. I, I know nothing about it. I didn't play the sequels. I didn't read the books. I didn't do anything. I just dove right into it. So the, the thing that I like telling other people is that, you know, what you're seeing me experience is like a genuine reaction. And if it's your first time playing it too, then, you know, that just kind of goes hand in hand. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and it's cool as shit seeing like, you know, people that I've never even met or that I don't even know, they'll they'll message me on my discord server or whatever and be like, hey, when's your next stream? Like, what are you playing this week or what are we doing for uh, community nights? Like it, total strangers. And I'm like, this is just kind of what I'm building on. And it, it's the coolest fucking thing that I could have pursued. Where so. can people find your stream? So if you're actually listening to this, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll I'm sure we'll have a link to the description, but. Uh, for the audio people, you can find me at twitch.tv slash doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R underscore radical, R-A-D-I-C-A-L. And I'm live Monday and Wednesday from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern on Fridays and Saturdays. I do 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Monday and Wednesday and Friday, I do like single player games and Saturday. Every Saturday is community night. So I'll play with the viewers. I'll play with my friends. Mm-hmm. Eight hours in the middle of Mm -hmm. the night. You're just out here playing video games for the world. Yep. But on on the same token, A, my sleep schedule is completely adjusted to that. Like, I usually wake up anywhere between noon to 6 p.m. It just depends on how hard I sleep, honestly. Sometimes I'll sleep for three hours. Sometimes I'll sleep for 10. Um, But I'm completely adjusted to being on the night shift. Um. I mean, I've got, I've got roommates and they work during the day. So at night I'm just kind of thriving. And even if we're not like doing podcast recordings or if I'm not streaming or whatever, I have peace and quiet and I can just zone out and whatever I'm doing, you know, whether it's Photoshop work, video editing, whatever the case is, like I can get completely immersed in that and not feel like, oh, the phone might ring or, you know, somebody might call me or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. I can silence my phone and just have a few hours until the sun comes up. Yeah, but no. what about your demons? What do you do when your demons are there, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I have so many lights. Because, I mean, they can't fight me in the light. Yeah, so. ghosts don't like the hey. light. It's a proven fact. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm best friends with my sleep paralysis demon. What about you guys? <laughs> my sleep paralysis demon is just Shaquille O'Neal in the corner of my room doing that head bob from uh, from that old music video where he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> somebody get that i hate it i hate it, That's I've, I've, it I've, all i see it's glad i don't have your life chilling in the corner of the room right there just like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for any for any of the viewers or for any of the viewers that are listeners that are on the late night shift like me just come and hang out i mean i'm not i'm not good at games by any means not really like i'll get some really cool moments but it's not like I don't play for the skill. 
the the one thing that I realized, especially on Twitch with streamers, is when you're doing just video games, you're doing one of two things. You're either really good or you have a good time. And I fall under the good time category. Like I'm I'm not very good at shooter games. I don't like True. streaming those very much. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's like a community night, I do that with like the viewers. Um, but I, I play story based games just because I like watching cinematic cutscenes. And I feel like that's another way to like keep everyone on the same page. Like we're all watching these cutscenes together and it's like, oh, cool. It's like a movie night. So, yeah, it's it's been a fucking cash ride. See where it goes. Alex? Word. Yeah. Um. So we're just talking about weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a little while. Uh, I'm still in the process of moving, but um, I got my piano back there. So I'm happy I've been able to pick back up on piano in the last week. It's oh, been yeah. going well. I've missed it. I didn't is, have space the last piano, time. So. This is kind of a side question, but is your piano MIDI enabled? Because if it's not, I have a MIDI keyboard that I literally never use. Uh, I do believe it is MIDI enabled, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that. on that, but oh man, it's nice. Hmm? How much one for that MIDI keyboard? I almost bought one the other day. I will talk to you about that later. Poggers. I'll give you about <laughs> three fifty. Yeah, it's about seven thousand dollars on eBay. Uh, I'll don't look it up though. <laughs> trade me for my camera. <laughs> no, it's 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 not it's not, not like a super high end MIDI keyboard. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I'll I'll talk to you about that later yeah. for sure. Um, anyway, carry on. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um. That's been fun. Moving is fun. I hate it. I'm hiring movers next time I do this. <laughs> I've I've learned. It's been twice <laughs> now I've moved myself and no, never again. Yeah. Uh-uh. I that's why I travel light. Just to yeah, the first time the if you want to first feed time you and, and Hannah moved, we moved everything in one day. Because we moved out of like my bedroom at my parents' house had everything we owned in it. So we moved everything in one day to the new apartment. And then the next time, like when we moved from the apartment into the house we're in now, it, I had stuff at the old place for like a month. <laughs> like, because we, we moved with like a, a month left in our lease. And it was like, we had all kinds of stuff we had to do at the apartment still, which didn't really do any good for us. Cause we ended up not getting our security deposit back anyway. Um, if you have carpet, Cats are a bad idea. True. Or if you have cats, carpet's, carpet's a bad idea. A bad idea. <laughs> yep, I I My feel that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta have the place cleaned up this weekend uh, for my old apartment because their lease is up at the end of the month. So that sucked. I paid rent twice this month, but. That yeah. was what we were up to when we moved. I had like I had two electric bills for like two months. No, worse. Yeah, yeah. It's Same gonna suck. Like I had to I had to really perfectly time it so that when we when we left the old place that the the new place had internet already. But because of that, I had to pay all these like you know changeover fees and stuff to get my internet set up at the new place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was and lucky enough that I could just transfer it. Garbage. Total yeah. garbage. 
They're never great. I, I refuse <laughs> to use the ones they give. I, I have well, my own router. Nice router, but uh, today's not that day. I got me some open source uh, firmware on it. So nice. I am living the high life when it comes to router technology. We have this weird Cox Media Group router that my roommates brought with them from when they moved uh, from California. And it's like their whole, like, they have this, uh, what do they call it? Blanket Wi-Fi technology, mm-hmm. which sounds super cool, uh, but it only works with Cox Media Group. Yep. Not Cox Media Group, Cox Cable. Um, Cox Media Group's a radio station. It only works with Cox Cable service. So, like, technically, they're not supposed to have it. It's supposed to kind of be the thing where you rent the router and then when you leave you give it back to them because yes. the technology is proprietary or whatever and i tried hooking it up when i got here and i was able to get on the internet for like four minutes and then it locked me out and i had to unplug yeah it back in but yep. that router had like it was a, a gig up and down maxed yep. out and my router the specs say it maxes out at 100 up 100 down and i pay for 500 megabytes up and down Looking per rip, month dude. so it's like yep good night hawk uh, one of the after after working at Comcast, I mean, I don't speak for the brand of the company anymore, so I can kind of indulge on this stuff. Uh, so one of the big things that I learned at Comcast was that like the reason that people keep their routers, modems, or gateways for so long is because providers charge you monthly for those. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they do that is, A, because you're using their equipment, but B, it's because they have the access so that they can troubleshoot it. So if you go buy your own equipment you have to access it on your end, but you don't have to pay the extra, like what? 20 bucks a month or whatever the fuck it is. Um, Comcast was like 15 bucks a month when I worked there for their equipment. Um, but that's, that's one of the main reasons a lot of people keep it because they're like, Oh, I paid like $300 over the course of a couple of years just for this stupid thing. I'm keeping it like they're not getting shit back. So that, that was a really big thing. Um, but we also had people that would just like leave it in their apartments and people would be like, Hey, this box has been here for a couple months. Can I use this instead? And the thing is with those, we can still like, well, we, they Comcast can still service those old modems and gateways, but they won't charge the monthly fee for it. So because it's already like pre-owned, but it's still Comcast equipment, you get the best of both worlds. So, you know, so in, in essence, you're telling me the advice here is to uh, get lucky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The the one thing the one thing especially for people for anyone that like moves into an apartment um if you happen to know the people that live there before you actually move in let them leave their equipment. Because if you can use their equipment cuz all I have to all you have to do is call the provider and be like, "Hey, there's a box here. Can I use this instead?" They'll basically switch over the numbers on their system and you get the box. So and they don't have to worry about sending you one out. You don't have to worry about going to pick one up. Like it works for everybody. It's just one of those like weird secrets that nobody really talks about. Hmm. Um, Good to know. Yeah. The, the main reason that the main reason that service providers like deter you away from using their equipment it, or deter you away from using your own equipment isn't just so they can charge you extra monthly, but there's no way like, let's say, let's say you have spectrum and you use your own router. Spectrum wants you to use their router because they can't access yours. 
Like if you call Spectrum with an internet problem and it's not an internet outage, you're fucked. Like they, they cannot do anything. So let's say hypothetically you have their equipment mm-hmm. and you have your own, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if I went out today and bought myself a better router mm-hmm. and my internet's not working, hypothetically I switch my router to their equipment and my internet's mm-hmm. still not working. They mm-hmm. can then access that, fix the problem internally, and then I can switch back to my router. In essence, yes. But it's mm-hmm. not quite that simple. Uh, basically, how you have to do it problem. is like. What I was going to say is you call them and say, like, I'm having a problem. They find out where the problem is. And if it is as simple as the box, then they would just replace it for you. If it's a wiring problem, like with the Internet cables itself coming from like the outside of the house, then they would try to troubleshoot it. Okay. So in theory, like it, it depends on where the problem is. But let's say they are able to fix it while you have them on the phone. Just let them know, like, hey, the Internet's working now. Can I go ahead and switch my box back? Sure. No problem. They switch the numbers. Boom. You're good to go. Okay, so So, if I did want to switch routers, do I need to tell my cable company? Yes. Yep. Okay. So whoever your provider is, let them know, hey, you know, I would like to remove it. And the reason why I say that you should call them is because they have to remove that monthly fee that they're charging you. I don't know if all providers do charge monthly fees, but if there's anything tied to it, they have to remove that, remove that from their account. And they will more than likely tell you, yep, they will more than likely tell you, keep that box in case you have a problem. And if they do give you that, okay, then absolutely hold on to it. Um, but yeah, you can just call them and be like, hey, here's the information for the box. They'll plug it in. It usually takes like 10 or 15 minutes or less to like actually boot up, but your internet should be good to go after that. Right on. Yeah. Super good stuff, though. Good questions. (laughs) How was your week, Tommy? Oh, it was long. It was a long week. Um, We had some friends over for drinks this weekend, which was cool. Uh, I finally beat Hannah at beer pong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In all fairness, and I will fully admit this, uh, I had stopped drinking like two hours before we had this match and she hadn't. So like realistically, my skill level at beer pong probably is not, it, it, I know for a fact, it's just not as good as hers is. I just had a significant advantage being significantly more sober um, <laughs> time. I mean, we've been, uh, work's been great. We've been busy this week. We've been really busy. Um, but it's just been long. It feels like we're cramming a bunch of stuff into every day. I had a doctor's appointment last week right after we recorded the episode the next day. Um, so I got to go pick up a prescription this week and that'll be nice. So I can just not think about that for a couple of months. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would say uh, nothing really of note. I did finally get my very first PCB for my first effects pedal build. And I'm sitting here like, you know, grinding my teeth, waiting for my components to come in so I can actually build it. Uh, I'm sitting out of fruit. No, this is so this is um, this comes from I'm going to give them a quick shout out. Maybe they'll sponsor me. Doubt it. I don't think they sponsor anybody. But <laughs> um, this is the green gauge overdrive from uh, from pedal PCD uh, pedal PCB dot com. 
and it is a clone of a pedal that I have wanted for a long time. It's a pedal that uh, ever since it came out, I wanted it. It's called the Plumes Overdrive uh, by Earthquaker Devices, and I'm a huge, huge fan of their stuff. Um, those guys make some wacky shit, and I love it. And all of their marketing, all of their all of their uh, enclosure designs are really cool. Um, and the pedal itself, like the one that I'm cloning here, only costs like $90. So it's not like a hugely expensive guitar pedal. But all things considered with all the components and the PC, this was probably the most expensive part of the build, and this was $10. And then I got all the components I needed plus shipping for like 13 bucks, And then my enclosure cost me like 4 bucks. So all, all things considered, I paid less than $30 for everything I needed to just build one. And I figured I might as well build something that I already wanted rather than something super easy that is inevitably going to end up sitting in a drawer somewhere or given to somebody who doesn't need it. Right. So I'm stoked. I've been wanting to build a pedal for since the, the big April shutdown of last year, I was interested in getting into small electronics and learning how to solder and everything. And since then I've wanted to build my own effects pedals and amps and stuff. And I finally have like an actual PCB and I'm not just like noodling around with point to point wiring and Vero board, just like yep. fumbling my way through it. Doing anything like that tinkering is fucking exciting shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know I mean, me, I I'm, I'm an upgrades guy. I love to, to buy things that are not super great and figure out how I can make them less mediocre. Yep. <laughs> so like when you 3d print art through your 3d printer. Yeah. For the <laughs> record, anybody who's watching this, who doesn't know this 3d printing is extremely meta. It's an extremely meta process because almost always when you buy a 3d printer, the first two weeks are going to be you 3D printing 3D printed parts for your 3D printer. So that so you can 3D you print things a, better. So that you can 3D print things better. So you have a 3D printed 3D printer, 3D printing 3D printed parts for your 3D printed 3D printer. <laughs> there, are even, um... there are even printers out there that come stock in the box as a kit mostly with 3d printed parts <laughs> yeah i was gonna say isn't it like um maker the what are the orange ones pure prusa, prusa thank you yeah, are prusa's prusa, mostly 3d prusa printed I3 mk3s is like the gold standard of at-home printers and they're not like super expensive in the grand scheme they're like you know seven eight hundred bucks but like my printer i paid buck 64 you know like yeah um the the prusa is a really good that's a really good machine you don't need to print any upgrades for that when you get it out of the box there's no good reason you would need to because they're just so well put together and so well thought out and uh actually i believe if it's not today yesterday was joseph prusa's birthday uh the guy who invented that open source di it was like one of the first diy 3d printers out there that you could buy fully as a kit with everything that you needed instead of having to source all the parts yourself um and that's been like i said it's been the gold standard my printer that i have right now is based on that printer with much much cheaper parts um but yeah it's it's i mean it's a whole world man i i can look around my house and find you know it just in the blink of an eye like 
10 things that I've 3D printed that have made my life easier. Like, for instance, I have this lovely headphone stand clamp right here that sits next to my desk that I printed to hold my headphones so that I don't have to hang them on my microphone or, you know, SpaceX rocket or, you know, <laughs> like, yep. It's super cool, especially once you kind of get into the idea of doing 3D design and stuff that I can see a problem in my home and think I can make something to fix that and it will take less than a day for it to be done and fixed and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yep. And you've got all the necessary parts and resources that you need. So it makes it a lot easier. That's cool shit, man. And now they're 3D yep. printing fucking houses, dude. Like, yeah. I know. It's insane. Uh, Hannah's Hannah's stepdad is a, a contractor and he is working with a guy out in West Palm Beach who has one of the largest outdoor 3D printer in in construction terms. They call it additive manufacturing because that's what it is. You're adding material instead of like something like a CNC machine will take material away to create a part. Yep. So you have a lot more waste, takes a lot more time, takes a lot more fuel and it's more That's expensive reductive, right? Right. Reductive manufacturing or subtractive. Um, and when you're looking at 3d printers, even in like medical applications, they're using additive manufacturing to produce metal parts. Um, like one of the guys that lives pretty close to us who owns, uh, the ultimate 3d printing store, which is one of is a big retailer in the 3d printing game. Um, and he does a lot of like premium, like four and $5,000 machines, like that you can, you can print a, you know, a brand new puppy dog with, but, um, <laughs> he has several of the vertebrae in his spine have been replaced with 3d printed titanium vertebrae. He said to me, he's like, Interesting. I tell you that I live and eat and breathe this shit. I was not lying. He has a copy of the model of his spinal vertebrae, like sitting on his desk. Super duper cool. Is That's kind of dope. That's sick. Is it, is it Joe? Do I know him? Yeah. Yeah. It's Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to blast his right. name because we're not good. going to. But, Joe's a pretty common uh, name anyway. Check out, check out ultimate 3d printing store.com. Um, they are absolutely incredible dudes. Um, and they are based, you know, within half an hour of my house. I'm, I'm please don't dox them. <laughs> you just dox yourself well, yeah just look for shitty internet within a 10 mile radius of ultimate freedom. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen we got him <laughs> hey man those people on 4chan can find out where Shia hid the flag based on airplanes oh yeah if they want to find you they'll find you I better turn my camera away from the windows so that nobody can catch a glimpse of my street. Yeah, or like a car driving by. Like, yeah. They'll see the movement of the stars and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so if only Fortune was ever put to good use, you know? I feel like it has been. <laughs> we just don't talk about it's it. It's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I mean, some questions for everybody. Word. Oh no. Okay. I might have answers. Hopefully we do. Fucking God, you do. Um, first <laughs> do we get one to study? Is if you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why? Oh, oh boy. somebody else go. 
All right. So okay. I, for me, it'd be super speed because I fucking love the Flash. My dog is named Barry. Um, and I just think with super speed, there's so many different things you can do. Um, you can fucking phase through shit. You can, like, I have to paint my house this weekend. And if I could just super speed through that bitch, oh my God, I'd have, it'd be amazing. It'd be so nice doing everything in, like, fast forward. I could sleep in super speed. I could shit in super speed. I can do whatever I want. And I'm going super, super fast. Alex, put your finger down before I put it up your butt. <laughs> I, totally agree. I believe i believe wholeheartedly that the flash is the strongest dc superhero on earth 100 he can down. just spin in a circle and throw a fucking lightning bolt not even just that dude Batman he can vibrate at such a frequency that he can reach into your body and pull out your heart he can just without mm-hmm. you ever noticing vibrate his hand yep. and you're dead yeah like it, imagine like the level of friction that you could create just in the air. Like you can create heat just by vibrating fast enough that you boil the water in the air. He'd kill just someone if he fucked them. The yep. flash punched and broke reality. Okay. That's gotta, that's gotta be enough for some people, but nobody's ever going to recognize the flash the way that me. What is he? Right Saitama? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Think about it. Think of, like I would say the Flash is the closest thing that we have to Saitama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, Punch Man guy. Yeah, but could he be? Could he be Goku though? No, but he couldn't be. Goku. No. I if I were to have a superpower, and it's kind of in a similar vein, I think I'd actually pick time control. Because you can go fast, Ravi, and do everything. But I can take my time, and no time will pass. And maybe you can fast forward into the future when you'll have a thirty ninety. When I have a thirty ninety, yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch! I knew it was coming. Yep. Fucking owned, dude. Roasted kid. Oh man, god <laughs> damn! Speaking of roasted, we need to have a series Ooh, of episodes roasted. where we just straight up roast each other. Can we get a oh, montage man. of every time we've bullied Alex yes. for not having a 39? <laughs> if anybody's watching oh. this that like is consistent with the episodes, please um, montage, make a montage of every time we've fucking kicked Alex <laughs> in the dick about not having a 3090 and send it to the email address that we have. And if you don't have the email address, ask one of us. <laughs> we'll give it to you. I shed a tear. <laughs> It'll be okay. That's good. That's good shit. I we'll fucking love it. Him. I've shed many tears. It's to lube the fans on my 3090. Continue oh, what you were saying, Alex. <laughs> but yeah, time, I think time control itself, you know, fast forward, rewind, pause, all of that. You could do so much with time control. There's an entire Adam Sandler movie to tell you why that's a bad idea. I watched that a couple that, of that ago, movie. Man. That was a good movie. Great movie. I love that movie. movie. Slaps. I love it. But Adam Sandler wasn't mature enough to handle that responsibility. <laughs> but it's Adam Sandler. Robbie and I love yeah, Adam I feel like Maybe that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, Robbie, speaking of, what the hell is the name of that Halloween movie he was in? Hubie Halloween, Hubie Halloween. bitch. So good. Was amazing. We oh, watched it together that. and I fucking the loved soup. it. The soup. Yep, yep. The oh the God. ultimate thermos. Yep. The ultimate thermos. Um if I had to, 
Oh god, that was terrible. I hated it. I hated, hated it. you. I didn't like it. Well, that's <laughs> fine. You hated uh, what now? I- Jack and Jill, the, the Adam Sandler movie, the one that shouldn't exist. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the one where he like played the twins. I didn't like it. It's one of the only Adam Sandler movies that I refuse to watch more than the first time I watched it. I watched it once. That's it. Fair, that was like much of it. his version <laughs> of Norbit where Eddie Murphy plays like, all the characters. Funny fucking movie. As much like, as I love and respect both of them is. Yeah, it, it was it was very much a Norbit movie like and it just friend. felt like a Kmart knockoff. Like nobody wants do, that yeah. shit. Like take it back to the studio. Fucking leave it there. Your superpower. Go. Uh, Mine telepathy. Plans. Telepathy. I I would love to make my life that much easier. I'd fucking kill myself. I was around you, dog. That, that, I would not that, want you to read my mind. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Telekinesis. That's what I'm okay, trying to say. Okay, totally not, different. Not, yeah, I got the the words mixed up. No, 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 no. Telepathy. No, absolutely not. As short term memory as I am, I don't need to read other people's bullshit and Hold then on, forget everything. Thinking? Do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delicacies. I. It's like Timmy from South looking Park. at them, and then you just go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I I have, I, trouble, I, I have trouble comprehending a short passage of reading without having to do it a couple of times in a row. Yep. You know, ADHD. Yep. So I feel like reading someone's thoughts would be even more difficult to retain any. Yeah. Of that no, that would be terrifying. That yeah. fuck all of that noise and bury it. Um telekinesis would be much easier for my life like i don't need to be super strong i don't need to be super fast like i don't need to be super smart i mean i'm kind of a dipshit but like i would rather be efficient with things like if i'm moving something i can just kind of lift it and then put it where i want it or like oh no i left my phone on the other side of the room let me just boop and just like have it right in my hand make it way easier Look, look at it go. Oh, well, there it is. Oh, we. <laughs> but I don't know. I like I mean, there there's so many other things you could do with telekinetic powers, but like just making my life a little bit easier, like open the fucking fridge for me, fucking pump my gas while I sit in the car. Like, you know, just it, the little things make everything more efficient. Yeah. So, Tell me. yeah, that's fine. I think so. I'm just going to go based on one of my favorite superpowers. That's that's ever been out there and that is uh gambit from x-men his power if you don't know because everybody knows gambit as the guy who throws playing cards which sure that's the thing he does but scientific scientifically the way his power works is that he can take the potential energy of an object and directly convert it into mechanical or kinetic energy like so that. and he can uh, to my knowledge i believe he can store that potential energy in his body So like, you know, potential energy being the, you know, having this held up in the air with gravity weighing down on it, the potential energy of it is equal to how much energy it would release as it fell from this point to the ground, right? So the things you could do by converting that potential energy into kinetic energy would be absolutely insane. Like in Gambit's case, throwing a plane which generally is not an extremely rigid or or robust material, throwing it through someone's body because of the amount of force and energy placed into a simple piece of paper. But right. like effectively, if you were able to do that, you know, on anything just by touching it, 
you could stop a car from moving by just putting your finger on it, you know? And also true. you could then you know, take a, you know, hold a baseball with all that potential energy you've just stored up from the car that just hit you and flick it at someone and literally just implode their head, you know? <laughs> now, That's for the sake badass. of it being, you know, practical on a day to day basis, I would never have to buy gas again. True. Just push that. That's your also true. You know, I would never, I would never have to worry about pushing something heavy because I, you can just transfer that energy into, and I may be butchering what Gambit's power is here. So anybody who's like a true down to the core comic book nerd that I have offended by my description of Gambit's origin story, please don't fucking say anything to me because I don't Leave care. In the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Twitter's in the description do. too. Because so that, no, it's, it's a very interesting topic for me. Like, I love how one of my favorite things about that franchise is how their powers work scientifically. You know, same mm-hmm. with like the Flash yeah. in, in the CW TV show. They kind of go into the the physical yeah. chemistry and, and physics of the motion, and that that's mm-hmm. super super for me. Yeah. All right. So I got three more questions for us. So, uh, next one, what is the funniest joke you know by heart? I, so for me, all the jokes I know by heart are a little too edgy for the podcast just because, uh, I've, I don't live in the South, but like, I know some good old boys. Some of the shit they say is just funny. It's like, that's probably offensive now. So there's a couple of those that I know by heart. Um, All right. I I got one for you and a little bit long, but just trust me on it. Okay. Um, So. So, Yeah, you go. Yeah, I'll wait. Okay. Um, So this guy is driving through the desert and um, his car breaks down, right? He's, he's completely run out of gas. He's miles and miles from civilization. So he starts walking along the road and he comes up to what looks like a big temple, right? It's like a, like a church of some kind. Um, and he goes into the temple or he goes up to the temple and he knocks on the door and one of the monks answers the door and he said, Hey, um, I am really hungry. I'm really thirsty. I've been traveling for hours and hours because my car broke down back on the road. Um, is there any chance that you had an extra bed for me to sleep in tonight so that tomorrow morning I could use your phone and call for somebody to tow my car? And the monk says, absolutely, that's no problem. He leads them into the, uh, their, their guest quarters, which is you know separate from the rest of the monks. But he, leaves, he leads them into this room and he said, you can stay here tonight um, and then we'll drive you into the city in the morning uh, so that you can have somebody come and look at your car. So he goes to sleep. And, um, in the middle of the night, he wakes up and he hears this, the most magnificent sound he's ever heard in his life. It's beautiful. It's just this cacophonous rhythmic and, and transcendent sound that he's never heard anything even close to it in his entire life. And he follows the source of the sound out of his bedroom that he's staying in and into the, you know, main hall area. And in, in this area, there's these gigantic wooden double doors, right? bigger than any doors he's ever seen in his life. They look too big for a person to even open them. Okay. But this sound is just emanating from behind these gigantic doors with this little tiny bit of light that's leaking through the cracks between the wood and the stone. 
and he can't stop thinking about it. He goes back and tries to go back to bed and tries to forget about it after the sound goes away and he can't forget about it. He stays up all night thinking about it. So the next morning, they're uh, going to drive him into town so he can get his car fixed. And he asks one of the monks, he said, hey, so last night I, I heard this sound uh, coming from those big doors in, in the atrium. Like, what? what's that sound? And the monk says, well, I can't tell you because you're not a monk. And the guy's like, well, I mean, that's fair. I'm not a monk. So he goes about his way on his way. They, they get his car fixed. He picks his car up. He gets it towed. They, and he goes about his regular life. Three months later, he shows up at this monastery again and says, I can't stop thinking about this noise. What's it going to take for me to be a monk? Okay. So the, um, the, the guy in charge there, the, the head monk says, all right, so the first thing that you need to do is you need to go to all of the beaches in the world and count every single grain of sand. And he's like, every single grain of sand? He was like, yes, every single grain of sand that you can find and then come back here. So the guy does it. He spends years, years and years and years going to all of the beaches in the world to count the grains of sand. And he goes back to the monastery. He says, I've done it. I've completed it. I've counted all the grains of sand. Can you tell me what's making that sound? And the head monk says, no, the next thing that you need to do is sail out into the middle of the ocean and count the stars, every single one, as many as you can possibly think of. And the guy's like, are you kidding? I just spent the last few years of my life counting sand. And now you want me to count stuff so far away that I don't even know if it exists by the times I see it. Fine, I'll do it. I've got to know what that sound is. So he goes out, he spends another couple of years out on the ocean by himself in a boat, counting the stars. And he comes back and he's become a little bit more enlightened. He's become a little bit more meditative. And he says to the monk, I've done it. I've counted all the stars. This is how many stars there are. And in the process, I've learned a lot about myself. What is making this sound? So the head monk says, okay, there's one final test you have to do. You have to climb to the tallest mountain in the world and examine the beauty of our planet and know how infinitesimally small you are in relation to the rest of existence. And you need to do this for a year. So the man goes up and he climbs to the top of Mount Everest, hypothetically, and meditates there for a year. Okay? He goes back. He's like, all right, I counted the sand. I counted the stars. I did the meditation at the top of the mountain. Please tell me what's behind that door. And the monk says, you have earned it. I'll show you what's behind the door. And they walk into the atrium. The monk somehow opens these gigantic doors that look like no human should be able to open them. And the man sees what's making this sound and he becomes completely and utterly enlightened. And I can't tell you what was making the sound because you're not a monk. You son of a bitch. I hate that. <laughs> One, because of how long it is. And two, because I realize I've heard that before. <laughs> um, So... The only joke I know, like by heart, that's like super wholesome, is, is what it is. Um, it's something my dad always told me, and it starts with knock knock. Who there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. <laughs> it took me ten years to understand that joke. <laughs> that's terrible. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I didn't know. I thought we were talking about the funniest joke we know by heart, but this is like the daddest joke you know by heart. The funniest joke yep, I know by I heart is offensive now, so I, I, I'm not going to say it. That's No, I'm not asking you to. Right. As, 
you guys will hear it off, uh, off camera. Go ahead, Alex. I got a good old uh, joke from a comedian. We're we're allowed to steal jokes, right? If you know, it I by mean, heart. if you know it by heart and it's funny, I feel like it counts. But you can't take credit for it. Oh no, no, no! I'm not taking credit at all. That's why I asked. Uh, so basically, I I just moved, right? And I said I'd go over to my neighbor, knock on their door, say hi, and you know we're we're talking, we're getting along, and I'm like, oh, so by the way, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, um, I'm a professor of logic over at the University of Science. I don't know, non-specific university, University of Science, and I'm like, oh, a professor of logic. Well, that's interesting. What what do you do? He's like, well, you know, it's it's all about ones and see. Well, you, it, it's hard to explain. Let, let me let me give you an example here. So, you own a doghouse, right? And I'm like, yeah, I own a doghouse. And he's like, oh, well, by that logic, you own a dog. And I'm like, yeah, I own a dog. And by that logic, you probably have a family, a wife, you know, or girlfriend or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he's like, oh, okay. So you must be heterosexual. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm heterosexual. He's like, see, just by asking that you have a doghouse, I concurred that you are a heterosexual. And I'm like, oh, interesting. That's that's cool how that works. So, anyways, the other day I'm I'm talking with a coworker, and I was, you know, giving the story about I was talking to my neighbor, and I was like, yeah, you know, he's like a professor of logic, and the guys and my coworker's like, oh well. What's that? And like, well, you know, basically, it's this and that. Oh, let me give you the example that I was given. Do you want a doghouse? And my coworker goes, no. And I'm like, oh, you must be one of those homosexuals. Logic. Wow. <laughs> I thought of a, I thought of a better joke, but Eric, what's yours? Fucking Alex, man. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've known this joke since I was a kid, and it's fucking terrible. It's just stupid humor. So, guy gets on a plane, he's got a backpack with him, right? Everything's going fine during the flight. Captain gets on the comms, says, hey, something's going wrong with the engine. Everybody grab a parachute and get the fuck out. Throw your bags, then jump. And the dude's like, fuck, all I've got is my backpack. I'm going to have to throw everything out. But I've only got a few things with me, so we'll see what happens. So the guy throws out his bag, but he remembers that he's got an apple, a pear, and a grenade. So he throws the bag out. It just flies into the wind. He grabs his parachute. He's like, all right, I guess I'm jumping. So he jumps out, and he sees his bag just flying in the distance. Everything else just flies out at some point and pulls his chute, and he's just gliding to the ground. And he sees this little, like, neighborhood area. And he's like, oh, perfect. I can land there. Normal traffic coming through. Nothing, like, dangerous or anything. Probably in the middle of the city somewhere. So he lands on the sidewalk. And just, like, drops a chute. And he's like, all right. I gotta find my stuff. I gotta find the rest of any of the people that might have survived. Whatever. I'll find them at some point. So he walks down the neighborhood. It's like a cul-de-sac type deal. But, like, connecting streets. So he walks down the first neighborhood. And he sees this little kid, like... Ground, bikes falling over, kids crying. 
And the guy walks up to him and he's like, hey, little buddy, what's wrong? And the kid is like, I was riding my bike in the street and I fell down because I got hit in the head with an apple out of nowhere. The guy's like, oh, shit. Okay. And he just walks off, like, doesn't even fucking pay attention to it. They keeps walking down, minding his own business, trying to think not about the kid that he just fucking impaled with an apple by accident. So keeps walking down and this little girl is sitting on the sidewalk and she's holding an ice cream cone screaming at the top of her lungs. Ice cream's on the ground and he's like, oh shit, can't be good. So he walks with the little girl and he's like, hey sweetie, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like, I was eating my ice cream, and it got knocked out of my hand by a pear. And he's like, oh, fuck. This is definitely my fault. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And he, like, hands her, like, the $3 that he had in his pocket. And he's like, just go buy another ice cream cone when the ice cream man comes back. And he, like, books it a couple neighborhoods down. So he keeps running, and he slows down, catches his breath, and he looks ahead of him, and he sees fire trucks, like, driving to this one place. And he's like, what the fuck is going on there? So he walks to the last house and he sees these two young kids laughing their asses off. They're hysterical about what's happening. And the dude's confused. And he looks up and the house looks like damaged and like there's people outside just communicating. These kids are having a great time. And the guy's like, hey, um, that looks pretty serious. Like what what's so funny about it? What's going on? And the boys looked at each other. And they were like, our dad farted and the fucking house blew up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I remember I, that joke. From I have told house. that joke for years. It never gets old. It's perfect. Speaking of dads, my dad got arrested the other day. Yeah. What? Yeah. What they charge him with? So, um, you know how like when you're pumping gas and it, it shows there's it shows the uh, like the no cell phone sign on it and whatever the hell. I guess it causes yeah. like static electricity or whatever. Well, he was on a phone call, and I guess something to do with the uh, electricity from the phone and the gas it caused a spark and his arm caught on fire. And he was like fucking like help me help me and he got arrested for waving a firearm. Yep. I hey, knew he's coming. Where does a general keep his armies? My ass. In his sleeveies. Mm. If life were a video <laughs> game, what would the cheat codes be? What? <laughs> if life were a video game, what would the cheat codes be? Up, up, down, down, oh. left, right, left, right, A, B, select. Start. You can do select or start. That uh, that cheat code for life is uh, being white and male. True. That's, yeah. <laughs> True. That change like your life. You play that cheat code in and you become white and male. Yeah. Yep. Um, Heterosexual, cisgendered, say, white male. I was going to say God mode, but I think, I think Tommy answered it for all of us. So I think we can just go ahead and skip that one. Uh, yep. That, that's the perfect <laughs> answer. Honestly, <laughs> you're right I mean, there, Eric. Like, like as as crappy as things may get, I I I aspire at least to be self aware enough to know that even in the midst of what I could consider the most garbage situation in my life, there's a lot of stuff as a 
white cis male that I just don't have to deal with. And it's not fair. I'm not, I don't mean to, to brag on that, but like, you know, just the difference between being a white cis male and a white cis female or a transgender person or a a BIPOC or, you know, anything that is systematically oppressed. Like, Hmm. What is BIPOC? Bisexual Bisexual person of color. color. Okay. Um, Never heard of that. Anything that's not straight and white and male has systematic oppression against it, which in, you know, in that logic, if life was a video game, systematic oppression is like the mobs, dude, you know, (laughs) systematic oppression is the story. And this social justice announcement brought to you by, I I expected like God mode and like, I'd spawn some cars and some GTA type cheat codes, but I think we're just going to go to the last question. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to spark like a whole social justice conversation. It's just, Let's see, Robbie's dad is waving around a firearm, and Tommy's waving around <laughs> his privilege. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day. Some people, some people. Oh wow. That punchline just left my brain. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Tommy. Man. I was hoping to. Uh, uh, 50 Chains oh, of Fucky Wucky tonight. Yeah, that was. Uh, wow. I am so sorry. Uh huh. I want to think just, this is a lead up to the joke. Valentine on Valentine's Day. Some people don't have a groundhog on Groundhog's Day. Yeah, so check your privilege. <laughs> uh speaking of animals, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? And the answer is cockroaches. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I don't know. Have you seen Joe's apartment? Nobody? Nobody's seen Joe's apartment? I'm Who's not Joe? asking because I know. Joe Mama. Is... Yeah. No, 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 no. Joe's apartment is a movie. I'm I'm dead ass. It's about I, no, 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 no. I, 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 I believe you. It's cockroaches. Yeah, it's about this guy named Joe who moves into an apartment that's infested with sentient cockroaches that can talk to him. Sounds horrible. Oh, nope, nope. I mm. initially it totally is horrible, but they help him get laid. What is this like, Ratatouille? They're still rude. Roachatouille. Yes, it is Rochatu. I've never looked at a cockroach and been like, oh, you could be cute. I'm just like, get the fuck away from me, you big I am disgusted by cockroaches. I would Here's burn another, myself. Here's another justification for why cockroaches would not be the rudest. Have any of you guys ever read the Gregor the Overlander series? I can't read. You guys remember the that line? Like, hey, what's going on? I'm Jared. I'm tw- I'm 19 years old, and I never fucking learned how to read. That guy's 24 now. He still can't fucking read. Still Neither hasn't learned how to 24. Read. Hasn't learned how to fucking read at 24. Can you believe that? <laughs> America's education is failing. So anyway, in in the Gregor the Overlander series, underneath New York there is like this subterranean city where they have giant everything. They got giant bats. They got giant spiders. They got giant ants. They got giant everything. And one of the things, one of the first characters they meet in this underland are like a group of cockroaches 
who are super fucking chill. Soup like the chillest motherfuckers in the whole goddamn series are cockroaches. All right. <laughs> They're both fucking dying right now, Tommy. <laughs> you killed them. <laughs> you killed our boy. I'll take it. After I really I brought the mood down with the whole cheat codes thing, I feel like. So I no. had to bring it back somehow. But uh, I, Eric is still laughing uh, about me saying I can't read, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's laughing about. Oh. oh I don't know fuck. if it's the way I said it or what, but he fucking loves it. It's the absolute confidence you had. Well, that, that's my go-to line. Every time someone says, have you read this? I'm like, I can't read. <laughs> I can read, by the way. Just saying. But <laughs> I don't fucking believe you. That sounds I don't, I don't, I don't think you can read. With, with the most big, bald confidence that I've ever fucking heard out of this man. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> that was not energy. I can't read. That was horse energy. There was not a split second of thought in that man's brain <laughs> except i can't read and i <laughs> am fucking sobbing over it <laughs> absolutely well done <laughs> wow those last I'm questions crying. got derailed i'm crying yeah, God. <laughs> so the rudest wow. animal uh, if animals could talk, the rudest animal, I think it'd be pugs. No, man. No. Cats, no. No, right. no. And here's my justification. How many people have you met who are severely bitter because they are severely disabled? Physically disabled in a way that is like, I can't breathe correctly, I'm overweight, and it hurts for me to walk. How many no people one. have Robbie you met that can't are bitter? Read. I can't, can't read. breathe. Yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> met anybody like that. Really? Yeah. That that's like a whole it's like a whole character trope. Like you remember in the Cleveland show, his neighbor whose wife is like like so ridiculously fat and can't <laughs> move properly and she rides around in the scooter and yeah. she's a huge bitch all the time. The cripple cart. That's like a trope. And I believe that pugs are that trope. Of the animal kingdom, they can't All breathe. I'm thinking of they're Lieutenant Basically, Man. they're fucking lemons. They are like the most ineffectual and and poorly designed creatures that I could imagine. And I think that, all... that would make them bitter. I think they'd be pissed. I think they talk like they had all the them. usefulness spread out of them. <laughs> I'm a pug. And bark, all, bark, the bark. Trachea, all the trachea was just. Out of there. They sound like Steve you know, when they talk. You, no, no, no. You remember that <laughs> one that one guy, Ben Stein? Yeah, dude. What's that? Ben Stein. Yeah. He's uh from Ferris Bueller's day off. He was the teacher, the Bueller. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was That's also what the guy I imagine pugs would sound like. I or the eye drops commercial. Yeah, clear eyes. Yeah. yeah. Clear eyes, real eyes, real eyes. Wow. I think pugs would be like, <laughs> like just, uh, like just struggling together. They sound like Gollum. They would sound like Gollum. Probably. 
I have never been to this. Jesus Christ. Are no, that's a cockroach. No, Dude, cockroaches say are fucking cats, evil. Though. Okay, okay, hold on. Fuck so cats. let's just say dogs instead of cats, or like dogs instead of pugs, or whatever. Dogs. Like without being specific. Sorry, dogs. Dogs. Say it like you're from Florida. Florida. You gonna go I'm out not, to the garage? That's the point. Dog. <laughs> dogs. Um, no, because I think that there is a distinct difference in rudeness between like a Chihuahua and a golden yeah. retriever. They're, they're yeah, totally that's, different. I, I don't know. I think I think gorillas <laughs> would be the rudest fucking animals. No, they'd be just the because just just because of how like physically like how much physical conversation they have between each other. Like, they're probably rude as fuck. Really gross. Giraffes. Dude, you ever oh. seen two, two giraffes fight? Yeah, they just smack fucking necks <laughs> I think together. giraffes would be the rudest because they have to look down on everyone. It's like when you and your friend used to play lightsaber at summer camp. <laughs> we broke Eric again. Oh, no. Oh, I tell man. you what, though. You mentioned chihuahuas. Chihuahua. And in my opinion... Chihuahuas are the Kardashians of the dog world. They just won't no, shut up no, until they get attention. No, those are no, huskies. I think that, well, huskies are super Ooh. vocal, but I think the Kardashians of the dog world would certainly be uh, Pomeranians. Uh, yeah. That I can agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a better one. So while we're talking about that, what would be like... What would be... Well, how would you classify different kinds of dogs? Like we have the Kardashians, which would be the Pomeranians. Um, royalty is obviously a corgi because of the Queen of England. Um, she had like sixteen of them. Like, yeah, I mean, I know that, but corgis are not little. the picture of elegance. They're not, but like, like they're known as royalty they're very because. Of but I mean, it's associated with royalty. Yeah. In oh some yeah, places. yeah. I mean, I like, like if we're going based on their personalities, I wouldn't say Corgi is like the the royal class of of animals. No, or of dogs. I would say like, but I they definitely do have that like that regal association because of yeah. the queen. Um, I love how we all just reference the queen, and we yeah. all just sort of know that we're talking about the queen of England, Hashtag which not my has queen. no influence on our life whatsoever, except that. <laughs> We know about yes, her. queen. Yo, a German Shepherd would be so badass to have a conversation with, or like a Belgian Malinois. You know, they, they probably have like ball. some war stories. Dude. Hold on, back the fuck up. What did you just say? Belgian Malinois. You know what, what that is? What the fuck is that? No, That's a police dog. There's the German type of shepherds and there's Belgian. That sounds Malinois. like a fucking Pokemon. Look it up. Look them up, dude. They're just like German what? Shepherds. I believe How the fuck am I supposed smarter. to spell that with G-E-L- fucking hieroglyphs? G I R S L on Google. <laughs> Alex, you good? <laughs> Fuck. Belgian <laughs> melanoma waffle, whatever. I don't oh, know. I found it. Belgian melanoma. I just tried my best. <laughs> they, they're, they're basically, um, they're like German shepherds on steroids. Okay. 
Okay. I'd love to have a conversation yeah, with one. I sent it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um they're like Navy SEALs of dogs, I feel like. No, look are. at them. Look at it. That's a good puppy. That's a good puppy. Those dogs are expensive. If, if we're talking too. about if we're talking about dogs, I would love to have a conversation with a husky. I mean, hey, you basically do when you you're near one anyway. Yeah. yeah, I know. You can just do that already. Yeah, I know. Well, but like, um, it would be a direct translation, like the the ah! of a husky translates <laughs> into English as ah! like. <laughs> what would an Australian Shepherd be? You have any water? I like water. It would it, it would be screaming, but upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh. <sighs> Eric, why? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <laughs> is that like a ha like it's backwards no it's a <laughs> it inhales it's in to, to bark <laughs> it breathes in when it barks not out oh my god oh man Fuck. does that make Shiba Inu like sideways it's <laughs> <laughs> like Hey everybody! <laughs> it's going like this. Uh, and then you got you got fucking dachshunds, and they're like over there building BMWs and shit. Dachshunds are the wiener dogs, Man, right? I, I tell you what, yeah. dude, they what if they were built vertically and not, dachshunds, not people, like people who have always had dachshunds are <laughs> are strange. Like uh, dachshunds are a cult. We have, we have a Chihuahua dachshund. But we didn't. Yeah, that's buy what I have. Like we, just, he he was like a Florida brown dog kind of situation, you know. Happens to be uh, what we assume is Dachshund Chihuahua. I mean, but he's pretty chill. Like you know, I would never in my life have thought that I would form such an attachment to a Chihuahua. But the dog is just cool. I think. Yeah, I also have a Chihuahua. They're really chill. Who caught my joke? Yeah, like they're Mexican said, hot dogs. He was not on purpose. We don't call him a Chewini. You only give him a breed name when they're on purpose. Fair enough. Robbie, what was the joke that you made earlier? What if dachshunds were built vertically and not long ways, horizontally? <laughs> so so their heads are actually close together, but their bodies <laughs> Their really bodies thick. like that. It's like a Doug Demodog's <laughs> hat. <laughs> call it a stockson. Doug Demodog. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. Uh, it's like about to uh, quarter off of your head. It's so shiny, boy. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking brighter than my future. You, you, honestly, you showed us a picture of you with your head like completely shaved, like your sideburns and everything. You should just rock that. Yeah, dude, I, I feel totally like totally agree. Point, like my haircut and Alex's haircut are the exact opposite of one another. Huh. Yeah, if we put them together, we'd have one yeah. regular head. Yeah, like I got bald sides and he's got the bald top. And if we just mashed that all into <laughs> one haircut, we would look like a normal person. And I wouldn't look like a tool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you still would, but 
No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. I I know what I am. I know who I am. If both of your mega minds put together, you might have a 3090 at that point. (laughs) Oof. I don't know. I don't know if you've got room in there for all of the all the thoughts I have going on a consistent basis. (laughs) I don't. I don't have enough room. Tommy, Uh, I sent you a picture of my Mexican hot dog or in Discord. That sounds Oh, he's good. Sounds like a sex position, oh, doesn't so it? Good. Let me see. Let me uh I'm gonna She's show a good girl. Viewers. Oh, okay. she's good. I apologize for misgendering your dog. Yeah, you assumed. I did. Fuck you yeah, doing assuming there. genders, boy. Assumed the gender of my Mexican hot dog. How dare you? Yeah. That's I mean, that's problematic, and I apologize. For well, Your actually, chances. nobody can see this picture. Um, I'm just gonna just gonna describe it. It's it's my dog in a sombrero with a hot dog costume on. No, I, I showed I showed the picture. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I didn't know. We have the technology for that. We what do you think this is? 2021. Rebuild. No. COVID's over. Let's go to a bar. Yay! God. Cough on each other. I can't wait masks. to go to a shitty bar. Dude, and drink I can't watered to to down beer. That's all I want. You what? I, I, I want a mosh to, pit to go to a show. I, I I miss having my ears ring intentionally. Yep. Yeah. I miss there I was, being a reason. I, I I was gonna say I think one of the last shows that Robbie and I both went to was the same one. Yeah. We went to go see Beartooth. Right? Was that our last show, or no. was it Slipknot? No. Uh, the, la- the, the last show um might have been a Delineate show actually. Before that, it was Slipknot, and then, of course, all delineate shows. But when we when we went and saw Beartooth, my ears were ringing for a solid like twenty seven hours after that. That was no, fucking I wear earplugs well at every show, dude. Oh, I can't that. at this point. Like, I'm really genuinely huh? worried about damaging my hearing. I wear earplugs. <laughs> huh? Getting old sucks. Deadpan. I'm so glad <laughs> Robbie caught it. No, I caught it. All right. Too. That's all right, girl. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, I ordered two mad merch. I'm excited for it to come in. Oh, no. You got to send me a link to it. I will. I'll show you what I ordered. (laughs) Uh, You guys want to call it right an hour, 21 minutes? I'm good. Yeah, I think it's about time. I think it's time for us to go. We have we have bullshit long enough. Yeah. All right. Leftovers at midnight. uh, Episode 16, 17, 16, 18, 25. Bye. Bye. See you.